head into the Ringerverse to stay up to date with all things superheroes and nerd culture entertainment. Hosted by a rotating lineup of superfans at the Ringer, including Mallory Rubin and Van Lathan, shows will provide instant reactions to blockbuster releases, insightful backstories on canon, and mind-bending theories, as well as fresh takes on the latest news and rumors. Check out the Ringerverse on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Sean Fennessy from The Big Picture. I have a little message I want to share. COVID-19 vaccines are starting to become available to the general public. Getting vaccinated is the first step to getting back to all the things we miss most, like going to the movie theater. We're going to be talking about the act of going to the movie theater on this week's episode. I've gotten my first shot. I'm looking forward to getting my second shot so I can get back to the movie theater among many other places in my life. It's okay to have questions like, should I get it? Is it safe? Should I wait? You can get the facts at getvaccineanswers.org so you can make an informed decision. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Spring is such a refreshing time of year. Flowers are blooming and you're getting your house in order. But now is also a good time to take a second look at your wireless plan because you might be overpaying. Right now, Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash bigpick. That's mintmobile.com slash bigpick. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month for first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Okay, Sean, top three movie snacks of all time, go. Um, all right, let me think. Uh, popcorn? Obviously. Hmm. Ice cream? That's two. Oh, and uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, of course. Peanut butter and chocolate is a pretty perfect combination. Some may even say the ultimate movie snack. You can't argue with that. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I'm Sean Fennessy. I'm Amanda Dobbins. And this is The Big Picture, a conversation show about all the movies we want to see this year and how much we're willing to pay for the privilege. That's right. Today, we introduce a new gimmick that will tap directly into our excitement about returning to movie theaters soon once we are fully vaccinated. Joining us, of course, is our movie pal, Chris Ryan. CR, what's up? What's up, guys? Before we get into this new gimmick, Chris, which frankly you invented, you suggested it to us. You are the the author of this new idea. We thought we should just talk briefly again about the Arclight and Pacific Theater's closure. Amanda and I touched on this briefly earlier this week, but since you have been such a big part of so many of these conversations about going to movies together over the last 10 years and the Arclight being a home away from home for those of us who worked at the Sunset Gower Studios at The Ringer, how are you feeling about this news about the Arclight? Awful. <laughs> I feel terrible. <laughs> I'm not over it either. It's not getting better. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it. you guys summed it up so eloquently uh, in the last pod that I don't feel the need to like overdo it. I would just say that I have probably spent uh, more time at the Arclight than anywhere else in Los Angeles other than my apartment. I've lived 10 to 15 minutes from the Arclight the entire time I've lived in LA. It has been like a safe harbor, you know? Like when I moved here and I was like, why is, why is it 101 degrees here every day and the sun is six feet from the earth? I went <laughs> to the Arclight sometimes two times a day. Sean, we had a legendary three-movie day during the first heat wave we experienced here in LA. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've gone there for crappy movies at 5 p.m. I've gone there for midnight showings from my favorite filmmakers. I've gone there for re-releases. I've gone there to see Marvel movies. Um, 
I will miss the pretzel bites. I hope they bring those back. And it's just my favorite place in Los Angeles. And it, it's strange how you can develop a relationship for with a movie theater like that. It's not like New Beverly or The Vista, which are two very kind of lovely repertory or like individual like independent theaters here in LA that I highly recommend people check out when they get a chance to go back out to the movies. It's it is kind of like this sort of Epcot-y spaceship in the middle of Hollywood, but it it was just the most reliable experience you could have in Los Angeles. Like the Arclight was basically always the Arclight with a few exceptions of the time when like, you know, the guy would come in and be Joe Dumarsing it with two phones during you know, like a Kelly Reichardt movie somehow. But like, for the most part, it was like the most repeatable experience you could have here. And it was a great one. And I hope that it gets picked up. I hope, I hope somebody comes through and, and drops the bag. And I hope when they do, they bring back the pretzel bites and the generous pours of red. Amanda, you've spent the last 36 hours uh, confabbing with Bezos, with Gates, mm-hmm. with Zuckerberg, with Larry yeah. Ellison, Steve all Ballmer, my favorite guys, Elon all my Musk. friends. So the what group chat? Did you did you did you do it? Did you guys raise the money? Are you saving? Is Amanda Dobbins saving the ArcLight? <laughs> God, if only I had the resources. I, listen, if I had the resources, I would do it. And if I could, I I would buy all of them. And I would keep it going, as Chris said, with pretzel bites and big pours and a reliable experience and not just movie premieres in the Dome. And listen, the movie premieres in the Dome are fantastic, but a lot of the coverage and speculation in recent days has been about like, well, the Dome is technically like a historical landmark and it can be preserved and like Netflix will buy it just like they did the Egyptian theater. And all respect to Netflix, which has done a lot for the movie industry and has made a lot of things I like and that I use their product every single day. I don't want the Arclight to be like the Egyptian. I would like to be able to go see a random three o'clock movie that no one really cares about. I would like to be able to sit at the bar and, you know, talk to old people about why they haven't, why they shouldn't go see Joker. Chris, how do you think the woman who brought her dog to Joker is doing? (laughs) She's reeling. I would like for her to actually, you know what? I had several dog incidents at at the Arclight. And I guess I would like people to be able to bring their well-trained dogs to the Arclight as well. I would like. It's okay to to say you don't. I I would like them not to bring (laughs) their well-trained. I don't, I don't think that the Arclight needs to come back as a dog park. Chris, I just, we need to focus our energy right now on saving the Arclight experience that we want and not like relitigating pet politics in Los Angeles or at the world at large. That's a different podcast. But I, Sean, you said it on our last podcast. I don't want it to be a museum. I want it to be the like er example of what movie going is for people who take movies way too seriously, which all three of us do. And unfortunately, I personally don't have the funds to do that. Yeah, I will say shout out to every person in my Instagram DMs who reached out to let me know that this is all is just the negotiating tactic by the people who are potentially trying to get a better lease on this space. Frankly, if that's the case, great. I hope they're winning their negotiation now because what I would prefer is the people who are currently running the Arclight continue to run the Arclight. Yeah. That, is, that would be the best possible outcome because it's one of the very best places to go see movies in Los Angeles. And if we are being used as pawns in that negotiation... Pawn me out, baby. I'm all I'm all good with that. I have no problem being the cynical figure in this operation. Um, you know, thinking about the ArcLight, one of the reasons why the news was so particularly devastating is because it did it does feel like we're on the verge of returning, and there are a lot of movies that are scheduled to come out through the rest of this year. 
I think there are some movies that have been pushed back of late, but for the most part, it feels like May is really when it all is going to get going in a big way. And so, you know, one of the things that we thought we could do here was get excited again about the prospect of seeing some of these movies on a big screen. Chris, you had a great idea for what to do here. You suggested let's let's have a good old-fashioned auction. It's sort of a draft, but not really a draft. It's a little bit close. This is going to be something a little bit closer to to Sotheby's, I think. You know, there's something rare is and it? special. Could we get some clarity on this? Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm looking, you asked. I'm, I think it's more going to be like a cattle auction. I think that there's going to be, we got, okay. you know, it's going to be really fast talking. I'm just going to kind of nod and all of a sudden I'm taking home a steer. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, <laughs> I, maybe I haven't read too much Larry McMurtry. I was going to say, when did this become a McMurtry novel? This is the thing, though. I think the three of us probably share this, as I'm sure many of the listeners, that one thing that we've always loved about being movie fans is the promise of an unmade movie or an unreleased movie. All movies are great until you actually see them. You know what I mean? And so you look at this great list of stuff that's been um, basically waiting out at sea to get to a port or stuff that is in production and is going to be coming soon. And it all sounds pretty good to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm just like serve it up. So there's a there's a huge backlog of movies. There's a bunch of new movies, but this kind of ca- captures that feeling when you first find out that like George Clooney is making this, and you're like George Clooney never made a bad movie. I can't wait. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, <laughs> that second where you're just like I believe in anything. This is for the gullible ones, and I think this will be fun if we can figure out the rules. So Chris and I have participated in a handful of auction drafts over the years. Amanda, I don't believe that you have. I don't have... know that I have, to be completely honest. Okay, so then, then yeah. this will be helpful for you as well, Chris. We, we have a special guest here to explain at least the premise of an mm-hmm. auction draft. It's one of the co-hosts of the Ringer Fantasy Football Show and a co-host of the Big Board Show on the NFL show right now at the Ringer, Danny Heifetz. Heifetz, welcome to the big picture. Thank you for having me. This is an honor. It's a privilege. Uh, Heifetz. Here's what you need to do. You are a master of fantasy. You understand the space very well. Amanda is not. Chris is not. And I think that I am, but actually I'm not because I never win any of my fantasy leagues. So maybe you can give us some clarity on how an auction works. So the difference between the regular drafts that you guys do, which is snake and an auction is that an auction draft is like capitalism on like a level playing field because you all get the same amount of money Right. So, Amanda, last time you guys drafted a few weeks ago, Amanda, you went third, right? I believe so. So, if you went third for this draft, Sean or Chris could just take Top Gun mm-hmm. and you would not get Top Gun and there's right. nothing you could do. Right. That's not fair because you probably want Top Gun more than, than, well, at least Sean does. I can't speak for Chris. But <laughs> an auction is nice because if you want Top Gun, you just pay more money for it. It's a more efficient allocation of supply and demand. Okay. Now, the most complicated thing here, I think, because we don't have a legacy the way some fantasy football and baseball leagues maybe have, and, you know, they've been going, maybe you're in a league with your friends and you've been doing it for five or six years. We don't know how to set the market. And I think that will be the most interesting thing that happens in these early rounds is who is going to make a mistake? I think we all know who that will be. But who will also (laughs) double down on their mistake and just be like, it wasn't a mistake if I believe it. You know what I mean? And uh, I I think that'll be the most the most kind of complicated thing. Once we sort that out, this will go very smoothly. Danny, can you just 
clarify, like make make a comp here. So you use Top Gun Maverick. Who is Top Gun Maverick in the NFL, and what what happens on occasion in, in a fantasy football draft auction? Oh, that's a great question. So Top Gun is obviously Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that's that's you know that's your what what budget are you guys working with? Ten dollars, a hundred dollars, a million dollars? What are you one, doing th- here? One thousand dollars each. A thousand dollars each. Okay, so I think that it's. Pretty, I mean, I can't speak exactly the same, but basically totally fair to spend 40% of your budget on like the movie you really want. But I would throw away all the specifics. I would apply a few broad lessons from fantasy football, Amanda, which is mm-hmm. one, basic lessons of spending money. Like, I mean, it seems new. You've been spending money your whole life. Like, I feel like it's not rocket science. Pay a few extra dollars for something you really want right. because you'd rather pay a few extra dollars for Top Gun than like Clifford the Big Red Dog. Right. Yes. So, of like, course. you'd rather overpay for the thing you really wanted is number one, and then two, just scarcity. I don't know exactly how. I, I don't know the movie calendar as well as you guys, but you guys have categories, right? So, just that's really it. Just go get the things you want. Right. I think I, I. You so seem I hesitant. Yeah, of course I am because there are a couple things here. I know I, I I think you have great insights, and you're totally right to spend money on what you want, and there is freedom in that. I am bidding against one wild man in Chris Ryan (laughs) and one just like completely unreliable, like risk monster in Sean Fennessy. Yes. Like it's, and, and a new Sean Fennessy comes out in these situations. And I know it firsthand from having to have played hearts with Sean Fennessy as like my partner and trying to understand what this like poker psycho is bidding and what his risk things are and how far he's going to go. And I'm reading his mind and it's very stressful. So, you know, it's what Chris said. I just don't know the lay of the land. I don't know what people are going to do. I do know what I want. This could go two ways. We could yeah. wind up with a couple, everybody has five movies and we, yeah. we wind up celebrating the year to come in cinema or Sean could go around making sure that you and I are the co-owners of a vape store while he gets like <laughs> two Steven Soderbergh movies and a Ridley Scott movie. <laughs> Sean's going to just steal all your money and use it to like rebuy the arc light. I feel yes. like that's where all this is going. If Wait. that's the outcome, that's wonderful. Danny, can I ask you one strategy question? Of course. Actually, no, I, I, I should have just counseled with you off camera because now the other people are here and I don't want them to know, but I think I have a feel for it. You know, my other concern is that they've been in auction drafts, so I don't know the rhythms in oh. terms of like I'm mistakes t- people make. I drafted Luka Doncic and Zion Williamson for my fantasy team and I'm in 10th. Like, okay. I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to this. <laughs> I think that here's, so there's one, there's two things here. Is Sean coming in on a 3-0 win streak right now? I am. Thank you. Thank you for noting okay. that, so, Danny. I'm on a hot one. Well, it, it, there were some issues with the vote last time. It seemed like Amanda had a strong... It's not a, It's a little suspect whoa, you're switching whoa. formats. Set, there were some stop-the-count uh, vibes. Hyph, uh, it's just settle down, all right? I, I, is- I appreciate the support. And at the end of the day, if you, if you win according to your own values, that's the only victory that matters to me, Danny. So it's fine. But continue. I, I would love just a sense of, like, what are some really obvious errors people can make? I think I'm picking up what you're putting down, which is that sometimes they might bid you up on something you really want. And that's mm-hmm. particularly hard when Sean, for example, is, like, amateur poker pro and could probably be ranked if he really wanted to do that with his life. And so he unfortunately knows everything you probably want and definitely could bid you up. Mm-hmm. And so you definitely, you know, play to who you're doing with. If it's Chris, like maybe he's just going to spend wildly. Right. So know, know your competition. I would definitely know that. Sean is 
a you know a mystery wrapped in a riddle. So I don't know exactly how he's going to play you. Maybe he'll be like a kind host, but I feel like he's going to try to rip your heart out. Okay. Can I ask a really stupid question? But we kind of skipped through the basics of so how it works. Like I introduce something and I set a price and then either of them can bid me up. Is that right? Yes, so exactly. You well, tell well, us, I, Sean. Well, I, I'll I'll use this as an opportunity to clarify all of the rules for our case because as Danny knows when you're in a football draft obviously there's a specific allocation for each position maybe you need two quarterbacks maybe you need four wide receivers you need two running backs etc this is five movies flat we each get five movies that are going to be released in the year 2021 now most of these movies have release dates not all of them do so we're playing a little bit of guesswork But for example, there are some Netflix films that we know are coming out later this year because they've already teased that they're absolutely coming out later this year. So five movies total. Each bidder gets $1,000 each to capture their five movies. And basically, I think what we'll do is we'll open bidding in the same snake fashion. So people will be, be forced to raise a title and say that they're willing to pay X dollars for it. And then we'll see what kind of response the other two bidders will have against that title. That's that's the game in full. Does that make sense? Sort of. Yes. I mean, it does. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm I'm extremely stressed out, but yes, I got it. Just go get what you want. There's no rules. It's all made up. Just it's, you're gonna you're you're all winners in my book. Thank you, Danny. Danny Heifetz, thanks for your counsel. Appreciate you jumping on the show. And uh, it was nice of you to wish Amanda luck. Now she en- enters the the torture chamber that is the 2021 <laughs> big picture movie auction. See you later, man. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Okay, Sean, top three movie snacks of all time, go. Um, all right, let me think. Uh, popcorn? Obviously. Hmm. Ice cream? That's two. Oh, and uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, of course. Peanut butter and chocolate is a pretty perfect combination. Some may even say the ultimate movie snack. You can't argue with that. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Spring is such a refreshing time of year. Flowers are blooming and you're getting your house in order. But now is also a good time to take a second look at your wireless plan you might be overpaying. Right now, Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash bigpick. That's mintmobile.com slash bigpick. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month for first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Let's bring in Bobby Wagner because now Bobby has to help us decide on an auction draft order. This is just to see who's going to start by suggesting their first film and their first bid. Wags, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. I'm spinning the wheel. The first person who will nominate a film, Maximum Chaos, is Chris Ryan. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, Second person to nominate a film will be Amanda Dobbins. So that makes okay. you third, Sean. Okay. So obviously, just because you nominate a film doesn't necessarily mean it's a film you want. Let's keep that in mind. It yeah. just means it's a movie that we're putting out there. Though, if no one responds, obviously, you're getting that film. And we're only shooting for five films. So how you nominate films is just as important as how much you bid in many respects. All make sense? Yes. 
for the sake of time, our time and yours, we're going to put a one minute cap on all of these bids, which means whoever goes first, in this case, Chris is going to suggest a movie and he's going to put his initial bid down. And then Amanda and I will have one minute to up the bid or to let Chris hold the movie. So Chris, you are up. What's your first movie for bid? So setting the market, it's never a comfortable place to be, but if you've seen my stock portfolio, you know it's it's something that I... I'm not scared of, and I'm not scared to pick The House of Gucci, directed by Ridley Scott, starring a who's who of everybody's favorite friggin' actor, Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, uh, Al Pacino's up in this piece. It's obviously uh, become a sensation on film Twitter, the stills from the set, and to set the market, I will be dedicating $275 as my opening bid for House of Gucci. Okay, that is more wow. than one quarter of your bankroll, CR. I'm so aware that- of that. I'm aware of that. But I also have a tremendous amount of value in my bullpen. Like, I know where I'm going with this. So, you guys, you guys, that's fine. You guys want to just laugh me off the, the pod? That's good. I don't want to laugh you off. I also wanted House of Gucci. I, I too, the like, $276 is the Adam opening Driver <laughs> having fun in Italy. But, like, I, I love you. And I think it's good to spend money on the things that you want, Chris. I think it's good to not be shy. That's what Danny Heifetz taught me. But I like I'm not I'm not outbidding that. This is the version of like getting that Aesop hand soap with the bergamot crystals, <laughs> and it's just like exfoliating. And you're like, you're worth it. Your hands are worth it. Let, let's just spend the rest of this minute talking about how you learned about bergamot crystals and what you know about them and. Like and how they're fitting into your life. How much are you paying for those? I I will let you know when you visit me on the set of the House of Gucci because I'm a <laughs> I'm a seed investor in this film. It's like okay. you've gotten the House of Gucci for two hundred and seventy five dollars. This could be the best picture winner of twenty twenty two. It's entirely plausible. It could also be, I don't know, a, a, a hot trash late period rates Ridley Scott movie. We also have seen a handful of those. Uh, Perhaps Exodus, Gods and Kings, for example. Maybe this will be a companion piece. Um, are you feeling good about your your win, Chris? I feel fine. Let's see what let's see how it, it plays out. It's the first inning. Uh, okay, so Chris, you are left with somebody. Do the math for me. What is that? Seven hundred and twenty-five dollars. Seven hundred twenty-five thousand. Yeah. I, by the way, just keep That's thinking that we have That's a million a dollars. So I am just going to be saying thousands of dollars throughout this by accident because I think it would be more fun if we had a million dollars and I'll never have that in real life. But Young Blumhouse right here. Don't even worry about me. (laughs) Okay, uh, Amanda, I believe you're up second. Is that correct? Yes, I guess so. So I will go with Top Gun 2. Really, Top Gun Maverick is, I believe, the official title of the film starring Tom Cruise and Glenn Powell. And some other people. Um, it is about Miles Teller. Yeah, Miles Teller. I, I'm sorry that I forgot Miles Teller. And John you know, Hamm. That's right. Ed Great. Harris. Okay, we, we can <laughs> just play the trailer, play the music. It's about guys fly, flying planes. I'm excited. I like the music, and I guess I will do. I, I have no idea how this works. Uh, 150. Okay. Great. Love it. Low enough that we can get a little bidding going on. Yeah. I'm happy to go 175 for Top Gun Maverick, which I think is going to be a wonderful film. Mm-hmm. CR, any interest? I mean, Amanda, you can no, also I double back I just want to say here. shout out to Joe Biden for creating a global <laughs> political situation just to prime us for Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, true. You know, 
What do you mean pulling out just, of Afghanistan? Just saber rattling a couple dudes, you know? Okay. Am I allowed to bid back? Yeah, of course. Okay. I guess I'll do 190. Oh, that's Ooh. so weak. I'm Why? like, I'm I don't like, know how this works. What do you? You're like, you're like, uh, you're like KG and Uncut Gems, you know? You're just okay. like, you're raising the paddle, but I you're not confident. I thought he was confident. very good in Uncut Gems. I just and mean also, in the auction scene. He's a wonderful actor and, of okay. course, a Hall of Fame basketball player. I'm going 225, Top Gun Maverick. <sighs> yeah, I don't, see, now I don't feel that bad about House of Gucci. Right. Top Gun Maverick is the most anticipated movie on this podcast. We've but been talking we about it for just, 10 years. People are freaking out about House of Gucci. It's just publicity still. Who's people? Okay. Oh, my head's on fire. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Um, okay, I'll do two. How much time do I have left? 35 seconds. I do? Every yes. time you, there's a bit that's a new minute set. Oh, I didn't understand that. Okay, so I can vamp a little while while I think about this. So you did 225. Um, this is I great. Guess this is what? just like poker. This is this just is like-, <laughs> like poker. This is me waiting for somebody to make the wrong move. I love it. It's fine. I guess I'll do 250. I'm not afraid. Okay. 725. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so in, in poker, Chris, we call that a string bet. You can't move your chips into the table and then bring them back to you. I know. I know. That's why I'm so popular at poker tables. <laughs> Uh, okay. 250, you said, Amanda. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say 255. Okay. That's great. So you got 55 seconds to figure out if okay. you want to go a little well, higher just, than that. I'll tell you right now, it's yours. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Chris, any interest in getting in over 255? No, I'm loving this. I'm loving the fact that like, I am now not so, I'm not so far out on Gucci Island. I wonder if, I feel like my goal here now, and we can wait for the minute to run down just mm-hmm. for the sake of podcasting, but... Um, maybe I should just try to take all the movies Amanda wants to see and leave all the other normie shit on the table, you know, and then Amanda can be left with like Shang-Chi. What do you think? That seems great. Good luck. Okay. All right. So do you feel like you have a sound strategy? Do you feel like you walked me into that one? Why would I tell you that? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> this is why we talk at the table. We try to get a feel for what's going on. I don't talk at the table. You don't talk at the table I either. Don't. You wear no, iPods. Sean puts on like, fucking yeah. AirPods and yeah. starts listening to the entire Nas discography from front to back. That's true. And then, and then I listen to uh, the John Jastrzemski podcast and I exercise my demons. And then a 68-year-old ex-Navy veteran like, just takes Sean for $400 and he drives home at 3 in the morning. That has definitely happened. That's the question is, am I playing in Vegas where I can win or am I playing in the outskirts of California with a bunch of formal na- former naval officers who will just t- tear my clothes off at the table? Okay, so I got Top Gun Maverick. I did it, guys. For 255 right? Yes. Or 250 255 $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. Okay. Bobby, please keep track of all this. We're going to lose our, our bearings in the dock pretty already. quickly. It's at the bottom of the dock already. Okay. So, hmm. So you're, so you're up I'm for up your here. pick. And you have two that you have to do. I have two I have to suggest. Okay. I'm going to bid $82 for the Beatles Get Back. Okay. This is Peter Jackson's documentary of the Beatles at a critical juncture in their careers. We saw a sneak preview of this movie at the end of last year. And Amanda and I kind of freaked out about it. And we're currently planning a 37-episode podcast series about the (laughs) Beatles here on The Big Picture. So I'm happy to pay $82 to see this film 
And you know what? Here's how I'm thinking I love about this. this. I Let love me... this because everybody knows I don't give a shit about yeah, the Beatles. So true. now watching you two have a shark fight about this is going to be better than any TV I've watched all week. <laughs> Chris, keep playing that game. And you're going to end up with Clifford the Big Red Dog. So just be careful what you wish for here, buddy. Amanda, oh, nothing. Oh, is it my turn? I mean, oh, it's, it, yeah. I didn't know whether the clock started. I uh, Sure, $90. $90. Okay, $95. $100. $103. $103. Wow. Strong bid back. I'll go 115. I'll go 120. I've got $255 outlaid. And I'm just in Vamp City. See, I remember when um, me and you and Amanda's husband went to a bar in Brooklyn. This actually probably happened 14 or 15 times. But I remember (laughs) one specific time where uh, you guys just started yelling at me about how cool the Stones were. And I told you you guys were Uh, corndog losers because the Beatles rule. Remember that? Stones are better than the Beatles. I know. We know that you think that. This is such such bullshit. Can I get a time check, Bobby? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. That's all the time in the world here. I'm on my third cup of coffee. I'm vibrating at a high frequency right now, guys. And how much did you bid? 120? 120. It's a pretty good bid. I'll go 125. 130. Oh, I'm sensing passion. I'm sensing excitement. CR, you want in on this? On the Beatles? Yeah. I don't want a piece of this, man. I, there's actually... <laughs> Is tell there you why. a Beatles no, song that you like? I, sure. There's there's plenty of Beatles songs that I like. I, I love... Um, uh, <laughs> trying to think Tomorrow of Never one Knows. Beatles song. No, I can think of tons of Beatles songs I like, but there's actually another music documentary that's coming out that I'm more excited about this year that I, that I, I plan on bidding on. Oh, oh. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. How interesting. Is it Venom, Let There Be Carnage? Is that the, <laughs> the music doc you're referring to? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 135. Okay. Now I have to think about what if I was just like, yeah, 131 was my cutoff. Wait, <laughs> how weird would that be? What if I had just gone like straight analytics and then I like panned over on Zoom and I just like had my big board and like Zach, you know, just like typing things into a computer. Zach, who's terrible with money. He's going to be mad that I said that. Not actually with money, with numbers. He's good with money. Uh, we don't need to make this about the financial arrangements of my marriage right now. Um, or do we? Well, yeah. So what did you do? 130? 130? I'll do 135. 135. CR, again, you, you could get involved here if you want to. No, I want, like, basically, I'm going to wind up sitting here coming back to my pick, and you guys are going to have blown half of your budget on two movies. One of you will, probably, right? Okay. Well, I don't, I don't have to. I've got Top Gun Maverick in my back pocket. So I'm operating from a position of strength. I am, as they say, the big stack at the table right now. CR overpaid for a prestige film that could be good. Mm -hmm. It could be good. Top Gun Maverick, we know what we're getting ourselves into. Hmm. I'm going to let Amanda have it. Great. The Beatles get back. You can have it right now for yourself. Fantastic. Okay, so I have to suggest another film here? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. I am going to bid $121 for Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, 150. Wow. I wish you guys could see Chris's face right now, which is like trying to do a (laughs) poker face, but like also trying a little like Bond villain-esque going, I'm not really sure what's that. It's really good. It's really good stuff. Sometimes I wish podcasting were a visual medium. Amanda, have you read Frank Herbert's Dune? 
No, it's about sandworms, right? It's well, about not- a lot. It's about messiahs. It's about revolutions. Okay. Cool. It's about. I've read some other texts cool. about those things. So, <laughs> the King James. Yeah, believe it or not. King Jimmy New Testament? Yeah. Um, Chris, power rank these books. Uh, Frank Herbert's Dune and uh, the Bible. Oh, uh, Bible number one, man. Number one? Yeah. You yeah. more of an Old Testy guy or I New think there's way guy? more fans of the Bible, right? More that's a, fans? That, that's, 15 that, that's seconds. Better, that's sick IP right there. <laughs> what was Chris's bid on Dune? 150. I'll go 151. 155. 160. 165. 170. You guys are cowards. 180. 185. Two. Okay, time to vamp. Time to vamp. Time to reevaluate. What do you think is going to happen at the end of this draft? Oh, I thought you meant what do I think is going to happen at the end of Dune? Yeah, what is going to (laughs) happen? Let me know. Or the end of the Bible. (laughs) So, fun fact, the end of Dune, the Bible, and this podcast are the same thing. It's uh, the the apocalypse. That's what happens at the end of all (laughs) of them, which is very exciting. Uh, we We are the four horse people of the apocalypse in many ways. The three of us and Bobby Wagner. Would you guys say that you were enthused by the Dune trailer? While everybody's thinking about their bed. No. Really? It's, it's like sci-fi sandworms. It's not really... That's Two, not where I am. $205. 210 Wow. No hesitation. You're feeling strong. I feel good about where I'm at if I come out of this with, with Dune and Gucci. But if you want Dune, you can, you can outbid me for it. You're holding pocket kings, but you don't know that I have pocket rockets. And this is a problem for you. <laughs> and the board is showing... Ace, King, Deuce, Offsuit. Keep vamping. Do you just have a list of things that you wanted to say during this? Like poker <laughs> phrases? No, no, but as soon as Heifetz used the poker analogy, I got all excited. I started thinking that that is, in fact, what this game is. This isn't an auction. It's a poker match. Um, I'll say 225. I am. I tap out. Whew. Wow. Oh, my God, guys. You're going to let so, me walk away with Dune? Amanda, you can sneak in here. Do you not it. think that there are other good movies coming out? Of course or do you I just think, think that people are going to vote for you because you got the two most populist films? I didn't even suggest that this would go to the vote. That's what I I'm just, saying. When, so I, when I walk away in my heart of hearts, mm-hmm. when I create the movie theater film festival of my dreams for the films of 2021, mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick and Dune might be at the top of the list for the two movies I most want to see in theaters. So... Well, that's great, Sean. Well, and Amanda's just going to be chilling with the Beatles songbook. Yeah. And Lady Gaga is going to be feeding me pastries. <laughs> <laughs> While you and all your warmongers are watching Dune and Top Gun. <laughs> okay, so I'm coasting out. 225 Dune. I've spent mm-hmm. 470 nope, $480 mm-hmm. on Dune and Top Gun Maverick, leaving me with $520. Chris, you have... $725 remaining from your stash. And Amanda, what do you have left over? I have to do math now, but I believe I have $865. Is this that is right? exciting. This is, yeah. I, I love the way the market's being set in this. Okay. My turn like, again? Yeah, it's your turn. Yeah. So you got Dune. We, we're done. We're done. Good. Sean did. I, I didn't. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, no time to die. The oft-delayed Bond sequel or, you know, next installment directed by Kerry Joji Fukunaga, starring Daniel Craig and a lot of other people. I will set the price at $200. Typically, 
historically, when we've mm-hmm. discussed Bond films, this is when the third rail gets electrified. Mm-hmm. Maybe the third rail is always electrified. I don't know. Is um, the third rail whether or not you wear underwear after having sex? <laughs> no, I just think that Bond movies tend to really like fire things up around us. You know, I think Amanda's very protective of the Bond films. Mm-hmm. She's very like, this is my, this is my, my franchise. My IP. Yes. Right. I, so, I, just, I mean, it's you something that I like. I know. It's like, know, a, you know, and as you guys know, firsthand, I, you pretty know rare. that I am not a very competitive person. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to just like drive the price up on you because okay. I know how much you want this. That's but I do feel like you. it would be a mistake not to play the game. So I will bid 220. Okay. I will do 240. 260. <laughs> 265. Chris? I'll bid 270. Okay. 275. So that puts it at Gucci. That's that's the two highest, right? Mm-hmm. 280. 285. 290. 295. This is great. This is great podcasting, by the way. The dead airtime and me just grinning at you. I mean, the anxiety that is being created. So you're at 295. Do you feel anxious? No, oh, no. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't feel just anxious. So you know, I don't. I just. I don't know what you're reading in this, but <laughs> I'm doing great. Two ninety five. Yeah, it's two ninety five. Three oh five. Three ten. Chris, you're running out of money. I'm not. I'm sitting on seven twenty five. Yeah. Me and Help. Wes Anderson are about to go go get a cappuccino. <laughs> Chris, you drop in six forty on the French Dispatch is how I want this to end. <laughs> 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 Um, you're at 310. Mm-hmm. And I'll say for our listeners, just because while Sean and Amanda are, are thinking about this, that this is really in, in educational because I was really confused about how we were going to kind of figure out the, the, you know, these top tier movies, like what their value was going to be in comparison to some of the more obscure titles. And, you know, I think that this is, this is really educational. This makes sense that this film is so far driving the most uh, competitive bidding. It's because mostly Sean is just trying to mess with me. No, but I mean, I think that among the three of us, wouldn't like yeah. I, I would probably say that No Time to Die and Top Gun are the two movies. 311. 311. What's my favorite band? Right. Oh my God. <laughs> you guys like 311? You remember like, Down? That was a tune. No. Chris, I you don't. were into all of those kind of reggae dub influenced white boy bands, right? No. In the 90s. That was kind of your vibe. No, man. You weren't into that? No, I was into hardcore and dipset. I wasn't really okay. into 311. I think that the, the way that you guys went is by turning this into a podcast about like what music Chris listened to when he was 17. <laughs> well, um, dipset did not exist when Chris was 17. Chris was 17. Oh, I thought in, we were talking in, about, was it, when was 311 big? In the 90s? Yeah. I, I honestly didn't. I wasn't part of that process. Yeah. You were part of that process? Okay, no, I'll just do was, 315. Woo. You could have gone 312. Well, but I went 315. To save some shekels. You you thought better of it. Right. Those $4 will come back to haunt me. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's two ways to think about this, right? Let's just talk through strategy a little bit. Okay. Okay. I don't mind mind revealing this because I've already got two of my five movies. Mm -hmm. Now, if I go big here and I shrink my stack, so be it. There's going to be a lot of movies that are idiosyncratic choices that I'm excited about that you guys aren't going to care about. So it doesn't matter how much money I have to spend on them because you're not going to bid on them. Mm-hmm. So if I put myself in a position here where I overspend for No Time to Die, I then have No Time to Die in Top Gun Maverick and Dune. 
I mean, you can't win after that. But then, so let's just say, Amanda, you recognize that. Mm-hmm. And you say, I have to get no time to die. I came here to get no time to die. This is why I got on this podcast today. I'm Amanda. I want no time to die. Yeah. But then you spend four hundred and seventy. This reminds me of the it. scene in Princess okay. Bride where he's just like, that's because yeah. you want me to take the drink. <laughs> 320. Okay. So can you do some math for us, Sean? So 320 plus... Are you running out of money, Sean? Yeah. What's what? What would that? Well, mean you would have for you three movies wise? if you got this. This would put yeah. Sean at two hundred dollars with Dune, okay, and Top Gun, and then you would get No Time to Die. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you tapped out on Dune, my guy. Just play the Me? game. We're here yeah. to play the game. I've left the lane open for you. Here's why this is a brilliant idea for a podcast. It combines competition and love like no other. Okay. And that's what the show is about. The love we have for each other or our love for movies? Well, (laughs) that can be debated. I dropped an Amanda well there. That was, that was, I was channeling you. Well, at some point, like our ticks have started to, you know, (laughs) combine. Like Sean told me the other day to let my light shine. And I was like, what did he bid? 325, right? I think 320. 320. Okay. 330. Ooh, very strong move. I like it. Three thirty, okay. so that that makes me a little nervous, right? Three thirty, mm-hmm. because then I start getting under two hundred with two movies left to go. Right. You know, we haven't really talked about whether this movie is going to be good or not. Like, I think it's definitely going to look good. It's going to feel sure. good. But Descri- Bond, what do you mean by feel good, Chris? Describe well, that. I mean, I think it will feel good to be in a movie theater watching people in nice clothes drive cool cars and execute dope stunts and make out. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's like literally, there you go. That's, that's all movies quadrants. ever need to do ever again. And, but, you know, I'm curious whether or not this movie is going to be good. The last, the last Bond movie was not good. All due that's respect true. to James Bond. That was, it was Spectre like 2015? Yeah. 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 That wasn't Buy very it. good. But there was that one scene when they're like in the desert waiting for, or wherever they are waiting for the train. There's yeah. 335. Whoa. Okay. All right. Can you do the math for us again? I just like want to understand, number one, how much money you're going to have left. He's going to get also, three big movies and then he's going to go around trying to right. get like his but little also, ones for like, 50 or 100. I also kind of just want to make Sean do math in real time. This uh, That actually isn't... I'm, I'm pretty good at simple math, not okay. good at complex math. But I believe okay. that would leave me with $185. Okay. Right. Now, technically, Amanda, what we could do is we could just outbid him for all his stupid little movies, but then he would still have the three right. biggest movies of the year. Yeah, no, I understand. And that would like make him mad which would, you know, bring us joy. But I, Chris, I kind of wish you'd taken Dune, but that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. There's still a lot of movies left. Yeah, I guess so. There are a lot of films I'm looking forward to. What did you bid? He's at 320. What are you at? 335. 335. Okay, 340. You got to ask yourself, what am I trying to do? Am I trying, She's trying to-, to get this movie because she loves it? But yeah. you're trying to get this movie because you're trying to... And look- you're, like, trying to psych me out. Yeah, you're and, trying to, and like... And I, like, commend that. And I know that that's your raison d'etre today and all other days. <laughs> and I respect it. It's part of what our relationship is based on. But, you know, here we are, Sean. Amanda, this is the most fun I've had in a pod in a while. I'm, I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm really glad. I got a big smile on my face. I can't contain it. This is yeah. just... This is what I... This is how I wish I spent all my time. Yeah, you okay. don't get to compete that often. Do you play any Zoom poker or anything? 
I have over, over but it's it doesn't it doesn't stack up. It's not pardon the pun there. When dose two fully fully vests, are you going to Morongo? What, what's your what's your plan? Uh, I think I'm going to open a casino in my house. Just invite strangers from the neighborhood in. <laughs> Michael Clayton style? Yeah. You're going to uh, dig a tunnel? 345. Okay. Chris, how are you feeling? I'm thinking about jumping in here, but I don't want to take it. Okay. Wow. I, you know. Talking my at the wish table is, is still, wonderful. Better, better me than him. My wish is still him, that right? you had gotten Dune. Well. It's kind of worth That's what I wish. Um, though I suppose that would put this in a different light right now. So, you know, we can't undo what's done. But just so you know, in terms of the alliance that we're trying to forge here via Zoom screen while the other person is listening, that's what I wish. I wish I was more empathic and I had picked up on those cues. <laughs> uh, I'll do I'll do 350 for no time to die. Oh, CR. Okay. I will do 355. Wow. Sean? Well, I'm going to think about this for a bit, right? Because... Okay. 360, and I don't know, we don't have to wager in $5 increments. No, although it's you probably could come easier. blow the doors off. Mm-hmm. How much money do you have left now at this point? If we get up to here, you get like 75 bucks? No, no, Chris. Um, <laughs> if, if I went to 360, I'd have 160 left, which again is a reasonable number because then do I'll have Do you have, have three to films. have five movies? Yeah, we ha- everyone has to have five films. So I don't know. at the end, we really could like, just screw you out of it. Yeah, we could just we keep outbidding him. And, yeah, it, but there's like still no real way in which you wind up with Clifford the Red Dog. I think someone should have to get Clifford the Red Dog. You know, whoever's <laughs> last. Yeah. What if What if Clifford the Big Red Dog is like the best movie since? What the if Master? it's better than No Time to Die? Yeah. <laughs> what if it tells us more Wait, about? Do I have the last bid? Yeah. Yes, you do. Amanda. Yeah. Okay. All right. Three sixty. Okay. Oh my god, we're just gonna let him have it. Three sixty. Well, D5. Okay. I mean, okay, if you want to do that, okay. Chris went 365, yes? Okay. Yeah. Good. It's a good This outcome. is nerve-wracking. Amanda, <laughs> this- what's, what's going on in your head right now? <laughs> You're not going to get no time did- to die? What's going on in my head is like not what you think is going on in my head, but is also like when we set out to do this with these characters involved, like the most predictable thing <laughs> to be going through my head, which is like what I'm trying to say without cheating right now or like giving away my strategy. <laughs> oh, that like I would be a maniac. Yes. Fantasy would just be obsessed yes. with like, like wealth yes. accrual. <laughs> 15 and seconds. That, and then I would try to out, what was his bid? 365. 370. I will not be bidding anymore. I can say that for myself. Thank God. Nor will I. I'm okay. tapping out. You right. got it. You got Thank it. God. And you know what? You got it for a hundred bucks more than House of Gucci. So really, yeah. what are we talking about here? Can I like reveal strategy now? You could do yeah, it. I think you that want. would be good because yeah. I think like I would have gotten much higher. That's awesome. Yeah. So. But you're very good at this because I was just like, any minute now, she's going to blow her top. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was going to blow my top because you were bidding me up when I needed I wasn't you trying to, to I was just trying to make I sure know. he didn't I love get you. It. I love you. I wanted you to get Dune and let me just psych Sean at out because I gave him Top Gun 2 strategically. That, so, was the, that was the huge error there is you let yeah. me have Dune at that number, Chris. Thanks, guys. Okay, but so I love you. and I'm <laughs> you, glad and you, that we're in it together. You guys could not have let me have all three of those. That would have yeah. been curtains. Happen. But it I wasn't going to do it anyway. Yeah, 
Um, um, so it's my turn. Yes. So I'm going to go with one of two Steven Soderbergh movies that are scheduled to come out in 2021. And I'm going to go with his heist film starring John Hamm and uh, Don Cheadle and a bunch of other people. It's called No Sudden Move. It's going to be on HBO Max. Let's go 85. I just like your vibe, Chris. Thanks. It's like a, it's a really good space to be in. I got to look at my list. I'm obviously interested in this. Shout out to Steven Soderbergh. Shout out to Heist Films. What's up with, with Heist.com? How's it going? Well, Heist is, be, is currently in the middle of a multi-streaming platform bidding <laughs> war. Okay. Where do you want it to land? Um, I'm, 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 you know, I'm hoping Paramount comes through. You know, Paramount Plus. Ba- I hope Backish drops the, the bag. The bag? Yeah. <laughs> the, the Backish, backish bag? bag? Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what the hell Chris is talking about, Chris uh, created a streaming service called Heist. It only shows heist films. <laughs> yeah. He's been curating it his entire life. He it, he opened his bid, I believe, with the streamers at um, was it six billion? How much did, were you asking for? <laughs> That's right. Okay. That's right. Whatever it'll take to bail me out of my. <laughs> Amanda, do you want no sudden move? Yeah, I'll I'll do ninety. Good. Good. Okay. I'll do I'll do ninety five. I like I'm really excited for this. I hope okay. that he I hope he's like not in the not fucking around crew here. I mean, the cast for this movie is unbelievable. David Harbour is in it. Um, <laughs> David Harbour. You just mentioned David Harbour like he's Brad Pitt. <laughs> All right. So let's let's go through the cast. How about that? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, this is a great cast. Wow. Ray Liotta is in this What film. did you just bid, by the way? Sorry, I'm doing math. Here's the cast for this movie. I bid, I bid <laughs> 90 bucks, I think. I know. I started at 85. You did 90. I think I did yeah. 95, right? Yeah. Correct. The cast of this film, it's written by Ed Solomon. Um, and it's produced by Casey Silver, who produced Out of Sight. Don Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro, David Harbour, John Hamm, Ray Liotta, Kieran Culkin, Brendan Fraser, Noah Jupe, Julia Fox. Hello. And Amy yeah. Simons. Also Matt Damon. I would uh, do 100. Okay. So have you guys thought about, and I'm not, I'm not casting one way or the other, like a movie that is going to appear first on a streaming service, but the idea of this being a movie that you could watch right now in a movie theater like, how much of that is playing a part in your decision-making? So, te- te- technically speaking, I suppose, like, HBO Max would be doing these, like, as you can do either one, right? That's what they did with Godzilla and King Kong. So, hopefully, they will do the same thing with No Sudden Move. Uh, you could go, and I would, I would love to go see this in a movie theater, no matter what. Okay, so where are we sitting right now on the bid? 100, 100 from Amanda? 100, yeah. And CR, are you going to let this coast on 100? I'll do 105. Now we're talking. Sebastian Stan is in this film. I know <laughs> oh, they depart. He departed due to a production delay. <laughs> Shout out to him. Shout Amanda, out to you. Amanda, have you checked out Falcon yet? No, but I, I, I do listen to The Watch. Chris, just so you know, I listen to your podcast. Um, you guys know that I listen to the big picture. This is just such <laughs> slander every single time. Wait, Amanda, you but, listen to like 25-minute conversations about Falcon and the Winter Soldier yes, with Chris and Andy. Yes, it's the dumbest have? thing that I do, but I do <laughs> listen to it. I also listen to 25-minute conversations about, um, what's the cooking show? Damn it, Top Chef. Top Chef. I was about Aren't to say you Top watching Gun. Top Chef now? Me? No. no I don't watch not. Top It's actually been very clarifying to me about kind of what types of food media I'm interested in. And like, the, you know, I'm like more interested in home cooking focused stuff, which hmm. is... Makes sense because I'm a home cook. What's the bid, by the way? Is it yeah. me? 100? No, I did 100. You did 105. Yes. Okay, 105. I'll do 110. 
It's funny you mention that because in addition to opening uh, a home casino, I'll also be opening a restaurant in our home as well, <laughs> which I'm really excited about. It's it li- inspired by Restaurant Wars on Top Chef. I've been thinking a lot about it. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to introducing Chris's Are you going to tell chicken. your story with your food, though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what life was really like on Long Island for the first 17 years <laughs> of my it's upbringing. Just, it's your, your homage to Applebee's? <laughs> <laughs> True Small story. Plates. You know, my wife and I, in many ways, did fall in love across the table at Applebee's. That's how horrible things are on Long Island. Is just that is the the pinnacle of social interaction when you're 16. So we're at 105. Nice story. Uh, did I do 105? Yeah. Oh, I thought I had to do. Amanda's at 110. I'm at 110. Oh, okay. 110. Yeah. Okay. You did 105. And there so are, are trying to bid down left. there, trying to scrimp and save on every dollar. I'm out. Great. Take that down. 110. Do you think there's enough Amazing. consciousness about No Sudden Move or do you just like, I don't I, care. I just want to see this movie. Soderbergh core principles, okay? I'm bidding on the things that I like. I like the Beatles. I like James Bond and I like Steven Soderbergh. Shout out to you. It's this is it. It's my interests. Great job. Thank you. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity. The unplanned, the unexpected, an inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue, a surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland, watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. So CR, you have another another bid here, right? I have another pick here. So Amanda got Soderbergh. She's got, let's just review. Amanda has no time to die, no sudden move, and the Beatles get back. CR has House of Gucci and that's it? Yeah, that's all you have. That's all you have, big guy. And then you have Top Gun and Dune, right? Yep. Okay. CR, checking out the board here, it appears that Clifford the Big Red Dog is still on the table. (laughs) <laughs> in case you're interested in that. I see the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard trailer dropped for that yesterday. Did you check that one out? Sean, hey man, why don't you fucking choose the red pill or the blue pill and let's do <laughs> Matrix 4 right now. Let's do it. Okay, I love it. I'm very excited about this. Uh, 150. 160. Wow. This is... 180. 180? Yeah, 180. 190. Two. You need this. I want it. This is a bad position for you to be. The Wachowskis are back. Okay. I think it's only back. I think only Lana is directing this film for what it's worth. Spiritually, though, aren't we all there? Are we all making this movie together? This is the movie that changed our lives. This is the movie that made us think we could fly, Sean. 
Chris Wally. Yeah, thank cons- you for adding the shot in at the end there because <laughs> this is literally in, this is an encapsulation of of our lives together. Is you two just You don't like The Matrix. It's I like it. I watched it when it came out. I definitely when I think about The Matrix, it's all the ones and zeros and they're green. I'm like, "Ooh, you know, I know what a red pilling is, but do I no, go for it's it. It's a simulation. We're in living in a simulation. That was one of the We're least not. good explanations of what the Matrix is about that I've ever heard, Amanda. You were like, <laughs> I, I see the ones and the zeros and it's all green and ooh. Because that is what stayed with me. I sat through the entire live rewatchables of you guys talking about the Matrix. And that I was had nice. so I had to pee so badly. That's, I had a, that's, so a much theme. that's a recurring theme for us. 205. I had to pee so badly. It's a good memoir title for you. <laughs> 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 it's a lost Nora Ephron work. Is it my bid? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm up. I'm at right? 205. Oh, 210. Wow. Just casually dropping that in there. Yeah. Uh, two, I'll go 215. 230. So what is it, Chris? Is it that this movie awoke, awoke, awoke in your, your radical politics? It saw that you were just a cog in the machine and that you need to break free? Yeah, I mean, this is the this is the, the movie that really set me on the path to the, becoming the YouTube vlogger that I am today. No, nothing. I get nothing. <laughs> I'm just. Sorry. I'm trying to think of if I should make a stop the steal joke, but I'm not going to make that joke. Um, this movie's under this franchise. I think is probably underrated at this point. You know, because it wasn't part of like, it, you know, we've we've overcorrected to the point now where we're so into Star Wars, we're so into Marvel. You know what I mean? It's all about like whether or not there's 50 years of comic books and all this other stuff. And it's like the Matrix was the shit that really blew people's tops of our generation and I want to support it. I support them coming back to this world. Yaya Abdul-Mateen is in this movie. I'm really excited about his, his future as an actor. He was so good in Watchmen. Yeah. 235. 250. <laughs> You've come to play. Yeah. Do you so even you, have you're spiritually connected to Matrix Revolutions as well? Is that a film that you run back from time to time? You know what time? though? It was even good in how it was bad. It's like the rave. Everybody humped. Jada Pinkett. Yeah, we all know you love a good rave and a good hump. So I can see how that was a great film for you. Um, Amanda, are you a fan of Matrix Revolutions? Did you ever see the sequel? I'm just trying to figure out my next step. I've stopped listening to you guys. Amanda, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, I'm just trying to be really honest. You guys are bidding each other up for a movie that I only remember in terms of its color palette and numbers. And and also, they wear the... um, I, I remember the visuals. They were like the the Yeezy style, like the real like beige smocks. Yeah. What's the um, Olsen twins line again that we were joking about? Two fifty five. The row. It looks like 255. the row. Two fifty five. Two sixty. Just casually sneaking there. I mean, what's two sixty to a guy who dropped two seventy five for no good reason on House of Gucci? Well, I don't know. I'm happy with my picks. You guys can make me try to feel like insecure about my stuff, but I like it. I don't. I just, I wish that you had gotten Dune because I wanted that for you. And I wish that you hadn't just started bidding me up for no reason out of love. It's not like like he wasn't going to bid. I know, but it's like, I'm going to say, Chris, it's fine. It's like, I'm not angry We should have coordinated beforehand. You know what I mean? Like, we should have gone into this thing with a plan. I should have been, you should have been giving me signals. And I was just like trying to stare Sean down, which I did, by the way, at the end of the day. Well, in gallery view, I can't tell who you're staring at. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My plan is working. Is it? 265. 270. Let me just say this. 
Hmm? Like, I would like to see you guys step up. Like, the $5 increments are right. still under All it's right. 270 Like, just, go big. Just the questioning of the masculinity is not going to work in this That's environment. That's actually not what I said. I didn't put it in those terms. I would You just guys liked- need to step up. Well, I, you are it two guys. Co- it felt coded. <laughs> it felt coded. Up. Honestly, this is not the environment we're trying to create here on the big picture, Amanda. Okay. This is I a just... safe space for movie lovers. Please keep that That's in right. mind. And we'll the just... results don't matter. We're just trying to enjoy things. Okay. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, share that enjoyment. Two, 275. 290. <sighs> yes, Chris. You're really, you're really, you're showing a great deal of power, Chris. Am I? Yeah, I'm really impressed. This is this is the you that He's I I connect yeah, with. Yeah, don't let most. him do this, don't to Chris. Don't let him do it. I don't even know what this is about. You, I'll, t- I'll tell a story. Is this like the one time of the year where you come up to me and you tell me you love me? <laughs> Here's the thing. So, to, circa 2008, oh Chris God. and I and a bunch of guys started playing pickup basketball in New York City, and you know we probably only played like seven or eight times on a consistent basis. But Chris, you know, I would say we had never played before. I underestimated you. You have a very discreet style of play. And it was very powerful. Very Philadelphian. You were low to the ground. You had good ball control. And you had a great release. And you were able to score. And I was always really impressed. I had a floater. I'll go I'll go 295. Um, Good for you, Chris. And you... You really were able to... You used to make fun. You, you, You were like... You were like, that's so fucking Philly what you're doing. Yeah. Because I would go diving into the lane, yep. throw my body to the caution of the wind. Just like a Long Island guy to say that. And I so would drive and kick. Philly. I looked for my guys. I looked for my guys in spots where I felt like they could score. I put I set up my playmakers to make plays. And you you frankly, it was um at first impressive and then ultimately embarrassing, I felt like. You know, it was it was Iverson-esque. You know, it was inspiring until it wasn't. And <laughs> So I lost my first step. Amanda's in hell. She's off the Zoom screen. You you might you might be in a similar mode here. So are you at 300? Yeah. And I'm fine about it. <laughs> I'm fine with it because 275 for Gucci, whatever yeah. this winds up being, the Matrix. The Matrix? Are you kidding me, bro? 305. 310. <laughs> yes, Chris. <laughs> Do you Where even you have 315 like yeah. left? Like, what's your deal? I got plenty of money. Okay. I got I got stacks on stacks. I'm two chains in this. You can't right call big big Uncle Bill and have him drop another infusion into your checking account. We got the set budget, buddy. Here's the thing. Once I run out of cash, it converts to Ethereum. So I'm all good. <laughs> Everything is gonna be fine here for me. Where are we did at? You guys see how much like did you guys see how environmentally bad Bitcoin is? Pretty yes. tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah There's a can of worms there. Going. I can't believe this is still going. I mean I can, but I just are we at 310? Yeah. 315. 320. 325. Okay, here we go. 335. 340. Wow. 345. Ooh, you were going up in $10 increments, and now you've moved to five. Because I know that you're just trying to drive the price up on me because you think that I think that I can't walk out of you know what I mean? In some ways, you're right. But I think you could be wrong, too. You know, Chris, in addition to telling you a story uh, about how good slash not good you were at basketball, this is also the day I tell you that I love you. So congrats. Because <laughs> I do love you, Chris. And I'm, I'm proud of what you've done here today, but I'm going 355. I'm out. 
I don't even know if this movie is going to be any good. (laughs) (laughs) CR, you're going to have all MCU movies, bro. (laughs) I got plenty here that I could get. 355 to you. Great. So how much money do you have left? I have 165. Okay. And I have 725, right? Wow. I, I mean, this is beautiful. In a lot of ways, like I, I wanted you to get that, though I enjoyed that you just ran the price up on Sean. That was funny. Um, I wanted you to have Dune and I wanted you to not bid me up, but just like what you're going to paint, you know, in the, in the last rounds is really beautiful. And I'm excited to see it. And I just hope that you don't turn too much of that chaos towards me. Sean, a- congratulations, man. Just Thank a you. quick dollar check for the listeners before we nominate another one. Sean has $165 left. Amanda has $385 left. And Chris has a big bankroll of $725 still <laughs> in the pocket. Only got one movie. Ridley Scott's House of Gucci. So I have three movies. Amanda has three movies and Chris mm-hmm. has one movie. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. So, so I, I have think, four uh, films with $725. And Sean, you're almost out of like being able to be competitive here. Correct. Yeah. So, Amanda, you are now up for a bit. I have three movies. No, it's all right. You know what? I got to I got to go with my heart. I got I got to paint my own picture. I will do The Last Duel. Another Ridley Scott film. Uh based on the book The Last Duel, a true story of trial by combat in medieval France. Clearly friends, it worked very close to your heart cuz you're yeah, definitely not reading that. Thing that you have to say. <laughs> uh but let me note that this movie stars Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer, and wait for it, Ben Affleck. So I will set the price at, I'll start at 75. Affleck is rocking a D'Artagnan mustache goatee mm-hmm. situation in this movie I'm worried as well. about this movie. I mean, like, aren't we all, but don't we also <laughs> want to know what's going on? Yeah. I'll, Damon I mean, like, and Affleck back together. They were in I'm not Ireland. Gonna auction bid for it but I will pay $100 to see it you know what I mean okay. like that's the kind of yeah. thing where it's like I'm into the idea of like maybe going to see this illicit thing because I'm just like is this movie what is this movie about it's about like one guy who like is it his brother's wife what's what's happening what's the story of this this movie I don't really know and apparently the screenplay is by Affleck Damon and Nicole Hall of Center yeah so that's right that's right I, it's Again, I'm trying to honor my core interests. Yeah. Okay. Fun this fact. happens every once in a while where there's like a lot to love about a movie and then you find out the logline and you're like, what's up with this? Yeah. The okay. original title was actually Walking and Talking and Jousting and they had to change it. <laughs> okay. No. Okay, great. Enjoy. So 75. So how much does Amanda have left now? Amanda has four Three. films and she has... $310. Oh, yeah. wow. So you can spend $310 on your last movie? That's crazy. That's you, you, you did this very well. Yeah. So there's a case to be made that that's not true because in well, some John. auction drafts, you don't necessarily want to be left over with a lot of money when you don't need it. Right. You want to die bouncing your last check. Yes. Am I right? Well, it, I'm, it, <laughs> both strategies, there, there's feelings that both could be most effective. I'm obviously rowing in the other direction. You can't put this in a high yield for the 2022 draft. It doesn't roll yes, over. And there's no roll. No, I, I got you. I got Sean, you. Sean, how much money do you have left? 165. Okay. So it's Sean's turn. I bid one dollar for Black Widow. Oh, I, I bid ten bucks for Black Widow. <laughs> I mean, eleven. 
honestly, you can hold that. I'm I'm that's, shorting Black that's, Widow. That's fantastic. Mandy will just let me have that. Fifty, okay, fifteen, sixteen. I don't want it. Thirty bucks. I'm I, I'm painting my own picture. Cr, do you like MCU movies? Yeah, for sure. What are you, what are some of your faves? Uh, Civil War and Winter Soldier, both dope. Black Panther, dope. First Guardians, pretty good. Thor Ragnarok, pretty good. You know, I'm into them. Have you revisited the second Thor film recently? No, I haven't. I never did like the full rewatch. I, I rewatched a few of them to get ready for Wanda and stuff like that. But Where are you at on the Galaxy Brain take that that's actually the best one? That Thor Dark World is the best film? Yeah. Who's, who's Galaxy Brain are we talking about? I don't know. Mine? <laughs> should, should we do a commentary <laughs> watch along pod with Thor the Dark World? You keep dropping these commentary things on me live on the podcast and it's, I just <laughs> I gotta say 15 seconds left. $31. 35 Wow. I love this. It'll probably be better than I think it's going to be. And David Harbour's in it. So, you know, I got a bid for this. Uh, all, four, my, all my faves are in this movie. $40. Vice, Pew, 45 yeah. I, I am a big fan of both of those. 50 bucks. 52 Hmm. Interesting. I have so many movies I want. I can go all day. I can stop right now. Everything is, it's all, the ball is in my court. Playoff Rondo is checked in. Let's go. 53. 60. Chris Blackwell might not be good. Yeah, but like this is an undervalued asset at this point. We're talking about a blockbuster film from the MCU or, or like it's three times less than the Matrix 4. That's how much worse we think this is going to be than the Matrix 4. I'm waiting our whole lives for ScarJo to get her solo turn in the MCU. (laughs) 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 Fucking Robert Caro hasn't even been able to finish the LBJ books because he's waiting for this movie. (laughs) I was like, God damn it. What what happened to Natasha Romanoff? We know what happened. (laughs) She died. But maybe not. She died in the last movie. They got that guy Vision back. He's living in full house. They didn't get him back. He was just a manifestation of her can grief. I you, can I tell you something, a, a true story based on me listening to The Watch a lot? Mm-hmm. That the other day I had to text Chris and be like, but who was Wanda actually <laughs> grieving? <laughs> like, I, was just like, I did have a response. <laughs> you did. You told me. 66. Six, 70. This is still a good asset. I believe in this. <laughs> 70. 70. Okay. 71. 75. <laughs> How much money does Sean have left, Bobby? 165. And he has three movies? No, uh, yeah, I, ha- he has, I have three movies. Yeah. He has three on the books, yeah. It's Deshaun, right? It's it Deshaun. Yeah. I'm at 75. 76. 80. Chris, he's just bidding you up at this I point. Know. You got to stop. 81. Congratulations on having this piece of shit Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> The movies that are in my collection right now, and I have. If they four, want to actually, if they, if they thought it? this movie was good and useful and worthwhile, they would have put it out on Disney Plus by now. They're tr- this is a turkey. They're dropping this thing, Chris. This is a turkey. You bought a turkey, Chris. They're going to charge all Americans. Sir, you, yeah, you can't let them on Disney this, Plus man. to watch. You just this walked movie. away with a movie that they can't turn turn away from fast enough. They're already like, oh, Chloe, she knocked Eternals out of the park. We haven't heard anything about Black Widow. Here's who you are right now, Chris. 
you are Ben Gazzara in The Killing of a Chinese Bookie. You think you have it all in your hands and you have nothing. You have one film. I have the rest of the freaking year to choose from. I have so many movies on my list. So it's, it's your turn again. Congratulations on buying Black Widow. I feel good about it. Okay. As you said, I got Black Widow, an MCU film, for under $100. Worked out great. Uh, I bid... Hmm. Sean's list really shaping up like a studio executive so far. That's Top right. Gun, Dude, Matrix, and Black Widow. IP Lord over here. I remember when Sean used to be like the Lord of Letterbox. He used to like art. <laughs> used to be like... <laughs> This is the way that we relate to one another. This is strangers in the dark, looking at the light, finding out who we are. And now he's like, what about Black Widow? What happened to her? How did she become the super soldier she is? That's the most important thing. (laughs) Remember when you were all excited about David Harbour and No Sudden Move? (laughs) David Harbour is also in Black Widow, Chris. I know. I know. I know. I'm just vamping because I don't know where to go here. Right. How much money do you have left? I think I have $84. Okay. Wow. Which is not bad. So many films to choose from. I'm going with my guy. $1. Cry Macho. Clint Eastwood. Welcome back, Clint. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're the weirdest person. That honestly isn't even on my long list. (laughs) I don't even have it in my document. Congratulations. You're going to let me walk away got, with $83 in my pocket and I yes, get to watch a Clint Eastwood movie this weekend? you picked is going to get you canceled into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> you got four blockbusters and a Clint Eastwood movie. I love cinema. What's wrong with that? Congrats, Sean. You and like six dudes on Twitter are like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I'm, you guys are going to let me have it. Okay. Yeah. My That's turn? really weird. No, it's my turn again. Oh, it's your turn. But like, it's more fun if Chris goes next. Guys, no. I can't even bid you now. So you got to no, move yeah. through this quickly. It's just you and I. So now you and I get to have a really nice experience where we get the movies we like. That sounds like a great podcast. Right. I mean, that's the sort of thing. It's like, should I just do that? Because there are movies that I want. And or there are movies like I can try to stick you with. Wait, so I still only have one movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so... But there's so many movies. <laughs> this is like the most. If I if a Chris is not a good, number one, it's not a good podcast. Number two, that's the most you thing in the world to just <laughs> like go last and have four things that you can do whatever you want with. You overpaid on your first movie and then bailed on every other bid. I know. <laughs> but like, I mean, like somebody has to lose these things. Also, like, I don't feel bad about losing out on any of the movies I lost out on. We're still okay. talking about like whether or not these movies are going to be good or not. Is that what this is about, though? I don't know. What is this about? Is this like, about how you feel when you exit or how you feel when you sit down? I think it's I think it's, I when think you it's sit a to- down. it's a total experience thing. It's a total okay. experience thing. Yeah. So Sean's out of money, basically, right? I'm oh no. I, I'm not out of money, but I'm out of spaces for movies. Five mo- yeah. Right. Okay. So Amanda, it's your turn. There's like no point in even trying to screw you over. Because I have so much money that it's gonna so be like you're just gonna and then but there's gotta be some like, movies that you and I both like that will will at least be competitive about. I guess, but like, are there? I think we've sort of already done the overlap. Like we had our nice Soderbergh I think I can see a couple of things that we still have overlap on. Okay, but what if I don't want those as much? All right. I mean, I, I'm not, I can't read your mind right now. So 
that's uh, the tough thing is is that now we got, I screwed it up a little bit by not getting one of those big blockbusters because now I pretty much can get the ones that I want. But am I going to pay like two hundred per for for them? Or 150 per just to like Yeah, what happens with the extra money? Well, nothing. It just means that I didn't play right and I like walked away with like fake money. You could wa- you could make the case that you could get the best value for all of the best remaining movies and feel good about that. Sure. That's that's not typically right. how I know I'm gonna walk out of this and if we're just looking at a list of movies, I'd feel good about the movies I got. I just don't know if it made sense that I didn't get one of these blockbusters that we all went loop loopy for. I mean, you you in an NFL fantasy football draft, you could do the same thing. You could sit out Patrick Mahomes, you could sit out Tom Brady, you could sit out Josh Allen, and you could wait to take mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, for example, for one dollar. That's right, Amanda. You got a you got a bit of movie here. I know, but it just seems anticlimactic because I don't want any of the movies that Chris wants. So yes, I you just... do. We both want the same movie. <laughs> what movie is it? What did I forget? French Dispatch. Oh, do you want that? Okay, I'll do that just for the sake of fun. I will bid. I mean, but this is pointless. He knows how much money I have. Well, so you know how much money I have too, but I still have to get four movies. So I can't bid like 500 for French Dispatch. Yes, you can because then got, then we're all full. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. That's why you letting me have Dune was the not the right move. Okay. Really. You guys always do this when we do these <laughs> no, drafts. We're just like, obviously, you should have done this. It's like we no, made up the no, rules as we go along. No, I You're didn't like, know that. It's just I was rooting <laughs> that for you. Chris, I also regret not going higher on Top Gun now that I know. Okay. And I I was I was trying. I can share my strategy now, which is that I offered Top Gun up to try to bid someone up because what I really wanted was no time to die, which I right. got. And right. I was gonna, I was willing to spend like six hundred dollars on time to die. I was like, "Fuck you guys! I don't care. I can do what I want." But like, it's crazy. I just would have kept going. But so I made some mistakes too, and it would be nice to have Top Gun because now I'm like, you know, I do want French Dispatch, and we could bid. But it's like, do you want to pay three hundred and how much money do I have, Bobby? You have three hundred and ten dollars. Okay, you want. Do you want to pay three hundred and eleven for French? I mean, not dispatch? particularly, but like this right. also is not actually coming out of my bank account, so I'm going to be able to sleep at night. Oh, uh, addendum! <laughs> this actually is coming out of your bank account. I forgot to. We actually spoke to Spotify; they'll be removing it from your paychecks at the next cycle. So it's exciting, uh, right? But it's like I- I'll just like talk about some things I could do here since there are no consequences. Okay. Obviously, Fast Nine still on the board. Like that's going to be a very popular movies. movie. You guys don't like yeah. those movies. I'll be honest. Like the, the it's getting away from them a little bit. It's I mean, it's not because what they do is great, but they just said like family 45 times and then everyone on the earth is somehow part of the family now, which is, again, the moral of the fast franchise. But, you know, and, and in space, apparently they're going to space this time, which is something you don't really like, Amanda. I love space. I like space yeah. movies. I just don't like sci fi movies. Well, I, yeah. I think it's fair to say this qualifies as sci-fi. Well, I'm not sure. That, I, uh, I, I don't think Fast 9 is going to have a, much in common with Apollo 13. Well, okay, thank you for understanding the reference. I really love Apollo 13. Um, but I just wasn't like that jazzed about it. So I know I could probably win some points, but that just doesn't... And I'll see it. I'll have a nice time, but it doesn't feel like me. Here are some other movies that I'm excited about. Don't Look Up. Adam McKay movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Yo, did you read Adam McKay's interview with David Marchese in the New York Times? In- Great stuff. Incredible Just shit. Really McKay is on a run right now. All of the stuff about Aaron Sorkin. Tremendous. Um, I think he is also an Aaron Sorkin fan like we are. So, but just has some thoughts about Trial of Chicago 7 that I recommend. I am interested. Is Souvenir Part 2 was on the spreadsheet. Obviously, I love Souvenir. 
the original Superhero directed by Joanna Hogg. Is it coming out? When it does, I'll be excited, but I don't really think Chris is going to bid me up on that. CR dropping 600 on the souvenir part two would be iconic. That would be great. Welcome to Hogtown. <laughs> I'm the fucking mayor. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's the tragedy of Macbeth. Starring Denzel Washington. These are all the movies you're thinking about putting up right now. No, I'm just like interested in them. Yeah. There's, and and the the other thing that I really want that I guess you could like bid me up if you wanted to and take away from me, like taking a toy, but I don't think you would. And it's King Richard, which is the movie starring Will Smith about Richard Williams, father of Serena Williams and Venus Williams. um, And which is just like really all of my interests in one. So I don't know. What should I, what's a, what's a good podcast now that I've just like named eight movies? Do French Dispatch. All right. French Dispatch, $200. Two, 215. Okay. 230. 250. 280. 300. 310. <laughs> How much do you have left? 310. So do I have to do this for the sake of the podcast? You don't no, if you if you, you can, if, if you want me to have it if you want her to have it and you want to just choose four consecutive films at your at whatever dollar value you think is appropriate sure okay you can do that okay uh, I mean I can't pay way more for Fred's Dispatch than I did for for like than people <laughs> did for other movies so go ahead you got it okay I'm just great. gonna pick my movies <laughs> okay great French Dispatch are we going to all the other movies do you, do you will you guys be up for like a big Fincher-esque like series on Wes Anderson when, when that comes around. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Okay. I think that would be fun. Okay. So my turn? Yeah, I, I see. So. Right, it is your yeah, turn, you and your, your turn, turn and then your turn and then your so turn and then your turn. So I'm going to do 710 for Jackass 4. <laughs> 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 um, all right. I'm going to do, so I have uh, seven, 725 left, right? <laughs> Yes. And uh, the movies I want to pick are as follows. <laughs> Todd Haynes' Velvet Underground documentary. <laughs> Antoine Fuqua's The Guilty starring Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> and Peter Sarsgaard about a 911 dispatcher who gets pulled into a crime. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, keep Last going. Night in Soho. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Edward Edgar Wright's psychological thriller with Anya Taylor-Joy. And <laughs> I just wish you would just, this is like the worst ending, but also oh, the best ending. And, and next goal wins the Taika Waititi soccer movie with Michael Fassbender. I got all the movies I wanted. Okay. That's uh, great. <laughs> Chris, were you, uh, were you really into Jojo Rabbit? No, but I love soccer. And I think Michael Fassbender has really been denying us his charms for the last few years and I feel like he's going to come through as this guy who's a soccer coach in American Samoa. Just for the record, uh, what bid do you want to make on all of those? Like a dollar on each or do you want to do 720 on one of them? divide it equally. Divide it equally. Okay. Yeah. There's no favorites among my children. (laughs) So you're going to pay north of $150 for Todd Haynes' Velvet Underground documentary. Yeah. (laughs) Which honestly sounds phenomenal but that's a lot of money. I'm seeing Black Widow for 81 bucks. You're going to be miserable because 10 minutes into it, it's just going to be like this nonsense flashback to a Russian orphanage. (laughs) And I'm going to be like Lou Reed. (laughs) Fucking communicate the poetry into my cerebellum. (laughs) 
Oh my God. Uh, wow. Well, that this, didn't work out the way we planned it, but I think it worked out the way it had to work I, out. I would say it worked out exactly as I had hoped. <laughs> this has been magical in many ways. I, <laughs> I, I can't believe we spoiled it and did the whole year. Now we can't do this for another year. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so should we just recap quickly the films? I think you said your films. <laughs> Too fast, Chris, that sure. Bobby Wagner may not totally know where you were going. Yeah, I got The House of Gucci, which is Ridley Scott's Gucci film starring Lady Gaga and Adam Driver and Al Pacino and Jared Leto. You may have seen it on Twitter. I got uh, The Guilty, which is Antoine Fuqua's thriller starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Peter Sarsgaard. I'm very excited about this, about an emergency 911 dispatcher gets pulled into a crime. I got Todd Haynes' Velvet, Under- Velvet Underground documentary. It's one of my favorite bands. And then the last one was uh, Next Goal Wins, which is Taika Waititi's soccer movie with Michael Fassbender. House of Gucci, The Velvet Underground, The Guilty, Next Goal Wins. Oh, and Last Night in Soho, Eric Edgar Wright's um, psychological horror movie. Amanda, do you want to read your five? Sure, I'd love to. I have The Beatles Get Back was a Peter Jackson documentary about the Beatles. I stole this movie from Sean and I feel great about it. I also have No Time to Die, the next installment in the Bond franchise. Also stole it from Sean, would have paid a lot more for it. I have No Sudden Move, Steven Soderbergh's upcoming heist movie. I have The Last Duel from Ridley Scott, starring Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And I have Wes Anderson's French Dispatch. I am a cliche, and I also rule. And I can't <laughs> believe I got all of these movies. Um, okay, I'll go through. You both were left with zero dollars based on mm-hmm. some very precise bidding on both of your parts. My <laughs> bidding was a little bit less precise. I have Top Gun Maverick, the forthcoming sequel to the iconic film People Top know Gun. Top, what Top Gun is, yeah. I paid $255 for this film. <laughs> Chris, this film stars Tom Cruise. Okay, yeah. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. Uh, I also have the film Dune, which is an adaptation of the Frank Herbert novel directed by Denis Villeneuve starring Timothy Chalamet. I have Matrix 4, which I think is going to be called Matrix Resurrections, Mm -hmm. directed by Lana Wachowski. I paid $355 for that. Some might say an overpay. (laughs) Who Who can be sure? I also got Black Widow the forthcoming MCU movie. Finally, ScarJo will be seen at the center of the frame, which is where she belongs. I paid $81 for that film. And then rounding out my list, uh, I just feel extraordinarily good about this last pick. I paid $1 in American currency to spend two hours with my beautiful grandfather, Clint Eastwood, (laughs) as he journeys back into the exploration of American masculinity. What could be better in a movie theater in 2021? This just seems like we're all going to have wonderful weekends of watching these films together. You guys feel good about the, this 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 auction draft? I mean, I feel good about my movies. I don't feel great about my performance. But that's where we always wind up here, you know? Amanda, any regrets? Amanda's not going to have any regrets. Well, I don't. I, I, came for, I got what I came for. And then I got No Time to Die and some films that I'm excited about. I, I think strategically, I could have obviously leaned in a bit more to Top Gun Maverick to take it away from you. And I regret not coordinating with Chris ahead of time about certain strategies. Amanda, before we go, let's just dig a little deeper into your psyche. Why is it mm-hmm. that you want to take things from me? What is it? What is it <laughs> that I've done? Because someone has to. Because <laughs> the rest of the time on this podcast, you acted like a mean big brother. I was thinking so much about both Kyle and Kara, your siblings, <laughs> during this podcast. I hope they are well. I begin to understand what they went through growing up with you. 
who constantly trying to psych everybody out and also like poker splain to them all at once. (laughs) And someone has to say no. Someone has to say enough. And that is what I do every week here on The Big Picture. Kyle and Kara and I are in a great place right now. Okay. We are really connecting in a major way. So don't try to come between us here on this podcast. (laughs) It's very important. Um, This has been a lot of fun. Thank you very much, guys. CR, you're coming back next week because we have a a really actually another exciting draft. Yeah. An Academy Award winners draft. That should also be complicated, confusing, and exciting. Um, there's no money involved there, but maybe Just, we should put some money on the line. $10,000 on uh, Marissa Tomei. <laughs> Marissa, <laughs> Marissa, Mar- sorry. You might have to bid against me for that one. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, an object of affection for sure. Okay, well, thanks, Bobby Wagner, for overseeing the finances of this draft. Yeah, Much Bobby appreciated. had to go full mm-hmm. Galifianakis in the hangover here. Just, just <laughs> get the numbers right. Please tune into the big picture next week because in addition to that draft, it's, it's fully Oscars week. And Amanda and I have a full slate of content. Here are the four shows we're doing over the next nine days. On Monday, Wesley, Falcon and Winter Soldier recap. <laughs> no, that's on the watch. You can listen to that if you want. Amanda listens but doesn't pay attention. We're pivoting to Mare of Easttown content on Monday. <laughs> uh, so next Monday, Wesley Morris returns to the big picture. We will be giving out the second annual Alternative Academy Awards. That should be fun. On Wednesday, we'll do our Academy Award winners draft. On Friday, we will be doing some Academy Awards predictions, maybe some predictions that'll win you money. And then Sunday live after the Academy Awards, Amanda and I will be chatting about this award show that I hope more than 11 people want to watch. Amanda, are you excited about that? I sure am. That wasn't believable. Okay, (laughs) thanks for listening to The Big Picture. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.